this episode of the Astrology Oddcast, I'm going to look at the astrology for April, some of the major aspects that are at play, and give a short overview, very brief overview of some of the most important things that I can see. I'm very focused on the end of the month because once the sun moves into Taurus on the 19th of April, things really start kicking off. I f- would assume. The first part, we're here now. We've just passed the full moon in Libra. Venus has just emerged from behind the sun. We can't see her, but if you are looking at the sun, Venus is there, which is nice thing to think. Venus is also shining her beauty. And perhaps that's why we've got such lovely weather here in the UK, at least. It's a Venus thing. When Venus is aligned with the sun or Jupiter, I find that the weather is beautiful. And she's gaining power. She, she's formed her conjunction with Chiron and the sun. She's, she is now full in her Aries fire and reminded of her self-worth. So that's something for us all to focus on. The self-worth piece was big for this new full moon that we just had. Because do you have the confidence to be yourself, speak your truth, you do you, stand in your own power, be unafraid of rejection, be unafraid because that's the lesson here. Maybe you were, can you strip that down and move forwards in a different vibe with a higher, easier, lighter, brighter, more confident, more self-assured. So that's quite nice. I like that. And we've got some, quite a few planets in Aries and they are all on a mission. They are flying forwards. Mercury moves into Aries on the 5th of April and he leaves on the 20th. He flies through there in two weeks, which is symbolic of the times, I think. Mars is in Gemini, he's pacing through there as well, getting towards the end of end of the sign. All planets are direct. It's, it's a forwards march and it, a slight sprint. We're feeling good. There are some buts. So on the 4th of April, we have the final quarter moon at 14 degrees Capricorn. This is the final quarter to the moon phase that began on the 6th of January 2019. So you want to be looking at your New Year's resolutions 2019, which will be very different to anything you've done for a while, I guess. And really, really interesting because this is the harvest. The full moon nine months ago, the full moon in uh, July the 5th, 2020, was the full moon that kind of brought a lot of those goals, threw them up into the sky. And I actually did an event that in July on this concept of the lunar gestation cycle. And I think I will do it again soon mainly because somebody asked me to, (laughs) and also because this concept probably takes a little bit more than the podcast to just get the idea across. But either way, the moon, the final quarter, is at the same place in the sky as the new moon was in January. And because it's exactly the same place in the sky, there's a connection. And it's really fascinating to work with that. And because it started with an eclipse, it's an extra potent cycle. Therefore, it's going to be more obvious and it's an earthy moon. So it's very manifest. It's going to be something that you can notice in your life. The new moon in Aries is on the 12th. And that again, really has this feeling of manifest it, do it, say it, speak it, think it, want it, go bang, bang, bang. Very Aries. Very, very, you know, as I've just said, Mercury 
Mercury will be in Aries, there'll there'll be this feeling of independence and fresh start because it's the first sign of the zodiac. It's the first new moon of this astrological new year. So again, I will talk about that separately and go into more detail, but I'm just doing a quick overview here. On the 6th of April, we have Mars and Venus in a sextile relationship and it's a universal day six. So, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to throw it all bones here. That would be a nice day for dating, for talking to people, for reconciliation. That is something where we can take all of that forward motion and communicate. Now, we might see because of this Venus being stronger in her power and that final quarter moon bringing up older issues, we could see ourselves talking about things that we needed to talk about before because everything's feeling more powerful and again that kind that theme moved through april venus whilst we're talking about venus squares pluto on the 12th so pluto is powers and secrets and repressed feelings and not feeling good enough and um power plays as i said so it could mean anything for you in your life but the sixth, I think, with the nice opportunity, the nice hand-holding bridge between Mars and Venus allows us to form a connection in honesty that we can then dive into something deeper the following week. It's one potential for that. Venus then moves into Taurus on the 14th of the month, April. She's in dignity in Taurus. It's her sign. She rules it. It's all beauty and food and eating all the chocolate I couldn't eat during Lent and all the pleasure. So that's beautiful. It's lovely when Venus gets to her own sign. She doesn't particularly love Aries. She's in detriment in Aries, but nonetheless, it's good. It's good for the self-esteem and walking your own walk. Every, every sign placement has got its plus points. So we'll come back to Venus in a minute, but Mercury, as I already mentioned, is zipping through. So whilst he's in Pisces for the first five days of the month, we're a bit spacey, we're a bit, our intuitive faculty, our intuition, our emotional intelligence could be good. But how articulate we are, how good we are with details could be a little bit off. You know, the focus is on the right brain, our imagination, how observant we are, the, the nuance we perceive. But when Mercury moves into Aries, it's bish, bash, bosh. Off we go. Say it, done, tick, signed, sent, fast, running everywhere. And you'll probably see it when Mercury moves into Aries. People, people are always running, I feel, in London anyway. It's just everyone's always jogging. But there should be some increase in speed around then, I would imagine, particularly whilst Venus is there too before she moves into Taurus on the 14th. So from the 5th to the 14th, that could be really fast week. And the new moon falls into that period. So as I said, this is fresh, 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 fresh starts. Also on the 6th, another reason the 6th is a lovely day for bridging and connecting with people and getting on with people is we have the monthly Moon-Jupiter conjunction. And that is always the best, the best day of the month. It's It kind of... It's kind of the sixth and seventh, depends where you are in the world, and the applying aspect. Once he's moved past Saturn, is always the the one you want, the most positive, the most fortunate. So, Moon Jupiter, beautiful, beautiful. Hopefully, the mood should be high and good around the sixth and seventh. 
on the 8th of April, Mercury meets Chiron in Aries. So as much as this all bish bash bosh, we're going fast, we are able to articulate and say some of the things that have hurt us. And also we could be very um, great teachers, very articulate and able to use powerful communication, use powerful words to actually impact and affect people and get through to them. On the 16th and the 18th, we have more, more planets forming challenging relationships with Pluto. So this is where the power struggle between the individual and something bigger than you kicks off, I believe. So mid-April. We we have we have Mars supported by Jupiter, very expansive, really wanting to do a lot. He he's also been challenged by Neptune, making him f feel either powerless or able to communicate with a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of interesting moves. Again, I will talk about that in detail on Instagram or or in my newsletter because then I can have more words. But there's a power play. There's a power struggle. That's all I want to get across here. And that is then amplified again by the moon opposing Pluto on the 20th. There's a lot of Pluto stuff. There's a lot of power struggles and secrets and people poking at the secrets to get them out. We've got Mars at the final degrees of Gemini where he's going to really, really want the information. So there's researchers. There's, it's like... There's things coming out. Mercury squares Pluto. The sun squares Pluto. He's, we're, we're going in and we're saying it's very confrontational. Squares are very confrontational. Plus Mars, the planet that has a lot of... Mm, well, it rules Aries. So therefore, the position of the sky where Mars is says a lot about the style of Aries we've got. And we've got a very researching Aries energy going on. So it's confrontational. It wants to fight and it wants to win. And it wants to do that in a Geminian way. It wants to know. It wants facts. So I see that pushing, pushing, pushing. Now that can also be in your personal life and people challenging one another, arguments. It's quite heated. And because Neptune lingers and at forming a, a square to the Gemini, to the nodes, we might want to take a step back, breathe, go for a walk, shut your laptop, connect to something other than the, the words, all the words, your phone's going off. And remember, this will be affecting everyone. The moon will be waxing, the energy will be rising, and it could feel, you know, a bit much, a bit like, would you all just slow down? Now that will be helped by that because Venus will be in Taurus on the 14th, Mercury will be there on the 20th, and the sun moves to Taurus on the 19th. So then we have a big shift, gear change, big change, everything moves. And Taurus season is fascinating. First things first, just the energy change from all that speed to like, nope, stop, stop still. Although, of course, we have Uranus and Taurus shaking things up. Now, that is why this is difficult because you can't predict the unpredictable. All I can say is shocking, unpredictable things are going to happen because Venus will meet Uranus exactly, I think that's on the 20, on Earth Day? Yes, Earth Day. So you, Earth Day is the 22nd of April. You know, I, I don't know what people do on Earth Day other than post about it on Instagram. 
and maybe do nice things like go to your local beach and pick up all the litter or, you know, your local park, things like that. And so it's a very interesting synchronicity that the Venus Uranus in Taurus conjunction is on Earth Day. And it wouldn't be surprising if something shockingly synchronistic happened on Earth Day. Now, one thing astrologers always say for this is earthquakes, volcanoes, landslides, the Earth literally being like, you know, unpredictable and not not gently, but very, very structurally, very, very completely. Now, this it, that could be what happens, but it also could be to do with currency and what we value. And the whole of this Taurus season shift has that theme. Again, the full moon on the 27th of April, the moon will be at seven Scorpio, the, the sun will be at seven Taurus, and Uranus will be at 10 Taurus. Saturn is still at 12 Aquarius. So that's still a very tight, fixed T-square. It's very tense. We're, we're looking at the mood of January and February again now, that very tense, very not great lockdown, very trapping, really fixed. You can't compromise with this fixed energy. And Bitcoin is a massive question mark for me because Taurus season is bullish. But of course, you, we're dealing with Uranus. Predict the un unpredictable, you can't. But I wouldn't be surprised if we weren't seeing things come out about whatever's been going on with stimulus, with funding, with all sorts of things. Again, as I say, I can't know. You can't know. But I can put us all on the, the sort of track where we're, we're dealing with powerful people and then we're dealing with money and value and perhaps a little bit of secrecy that when it emerges, everything starts to wobble and shake and shift. This is compounded by the fact that Mars, and this is actually the most interesting bit, Mars moves to Cancer on the 24th of April. Now, zero degrees cancer is still hot. It's still a very sensitive point in the sky because the eclipse was there on summer solstice 2020. So when Mars hits this point, we are going to see something. And that compounded with everything else I've just described, because I've, I've had in my diary for ages, Mars gets to cancer 24 April, not Aries, similar. So I knew that. So that's been on the radar as well. Okay, that's going to be interesting. When Mars hits that point, things are going to, it's going to really impact people, particularly if they've got planets around that sign, but and also the collective. But I hadn't seen the, or I hadn't analyzed the atmosphere and the, the kind of everything else going on around that. And I, I just expect that week to be extraordinarily disruptive. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't to do with money um, and therefore it could be massively brilliant for crypto. It could also be horrendous for crypto. I have a, I would like to think it will be brilliant for crypto because obviously I, I, I'm into it. So that's what I think. But also I'm just putting that out there because Taurus scene isn't bullish it's Uranian with Uranus rules cryptocurrencies because they are digital, futuristic, ahead of their time. 
they are in the air, they are in the ether, they can't be put down. It's it's hugely aligned. Saturn and Aquarius is on Bitcoin's north node. The Venus-Uranus conjunction on the 22nd of April is exactly square to Bitcoin's north node, to nodes. It's at the bends. It's at Bitcoin's bends, if you're an astrologer and you know what that means. If you're not, it means square to the nodes, which is right angle, 90 degrees. And I think it's bullish. And I think that is part of the fact that the currencies and the, the systems for everybody else, for the, the fiat currencies, normal currencies, is perhaps not so good. Bearing in mind that Bitcoin's nodes are the same as the US in the Sibley chart, the 4th of July, 17, whatever it is. Can't remember off the top of my head. So there you go. I just wanted to put this out. Also, Mars is opposing the galactic center, which I think might be relevant, but I'm going to observe that a little bit more and post about it. Because, but I just think it amplifies the intensity and hugeness of the things that are going to happen. It doesn't look small. It looks, yeah, big. And then we're moving into eclipse season again in May, at the end of May. We've got the first eclipse one month later on the 26th of May, which is coming around quick. So we're seeing a lot of changes again. 2021 is phenomenal in its ability to change and bring change and whippers into shape quite coldly, I think. <laughs> At least I feel that with all my house moves and just marching on much. We are dealing with that Aquarius energy that I described in the in the last one of these that I did. I'm going to do these more. And of course, I would love your feedback. Do you want, I could break it down, in, you know, week by week and just go slower because obviously I, I can do this in my head, but maybe it's too much. And yeah, is it fortnightly? Is, it, is, that, is that kind of the way? So I do the new moon and then I do the full moon, but it wouldn't be as fun because the end of April is the interesting bit. So that's why I did this. But I will be breaking things down more. Anyway, that's your lot. And if you have comments, questions, feedbacks, then do let me know. I am changing things because it's 2021 and that's what life's about. And I am going to be doing more and more in newsletters on my website away from Instagram because it's time. It's time. That is my feeling. So do subscribe to my newsletter, which is ironically in my Instagram bio, and say hello there. But otherwise, I'll be back doing more on the podcast because just talking is fantastic. Okay, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>